he's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a Friday morning. I am uh, I'm really at the point where I can't quite contain my excitement of going to Houston. I'm telling you, Houston, woo, I can't wait to get to Houston. Um, it, I don't know if you could tell, but my tongue was planted deeply in my uh, cheek. Um, I went to uh, uh, part of my high school, and if you want to know, I was a dropout. I did get my GED, but uh, part of my high school was in uh, Houston, up in the Burbs in the north, off of 1960. And I remember when I finally left there, I remember that the line that I gave to several people was, unless you, I said, don't die and don't get married in the summer, because I am not going to come to Houston for a wedding or a funeral in the summer. Houston is miserable in the summer. Um, but, yeah, here I am, and I guess technically, and this would just, you know, bother uh, uh, Harley because he's not into technicalities, but technically it's not uh, summer yet, so I guess uh, I guess I will be going to Houston um, in uh, the uh, late spring is uh, where I'll be going to Houston. going to be there for the state convention all next week. In fact, we have Alma Jackson, who's going to be on the phone with us here uh, in, oh, I don't know, maybe about six or seven minutes. And she is running for vice chair of the uh, Republican Party of Texas. She is not running unopposed. There are two other women running for the uh, vice chair position. And uh, I have posted the Grassroots America We the People did a forum last uh, weekend with all three of them at the table but they and so they went through and uh, it was about an hour and a half forum. I I cleaned it up and took out all the the empty spaces between where they were passing mics and doing things like that. And I got it down to about an hour and four minutes, and it's the audio only. And if you'll go to uh, go search for the Matt Long Show on any of the podcast sites, and you'll find that forum. You will also, that same weekend, they did 15-minute interviews individually with each candidate. They asked them the same questions. They had the same amount of time to answer them. And those are about 15 minutes long, and you will find out a lot. So if you are an alternate or a delegate uh, and or know someone who is, um, I highly recommend that you go find the Matt Long Show podcast and um, at, at least listen to the three 15-minute uh, interviews, the uh, longer format you'll enjoy. There are other people who are also posting this. Uh, I saw it on uh, the Texas Scorecard. I saw it on two places this morning. One of them was the Scorecard, and I'm not sure where I saw it, but other people, many people have links to the video. Well, mine is all audio because, well, I'm a radio guy, <laughs> you know, you, you don't want a camera in here while, uh, while we're working. You just, you, you just, uh, it would just ruin your, um, yeah, don't, don't put a camera in here. So I changed it all to audio, which makes it real easy. If you're on a road trip or something, 
you can uh, I know on most of the podcast sites you can actually download them before you leave I know when I drive towards Abilene um, that uh, our internet is uh, pretty much disappears for long stretches so I will download the uh, podcasts I want to listen to before I leave the house and that way I can uh, uh, do that all the way up uh, to Abilene or some of these other places we travel to in Central Texas where you don't get internet coverage. So you have the audio versions available on all your podcast sites that host The Matt Long Show. Um, And then the video um, is available a number of different places. um, And I think Texas Scorecard has the video up. Grassroots America, We the People on their website are going to have the video up as well. So you've got several options. I'm going to interview Alma Jackson today here in a few minutes and then over, hopefully over the weekend, over the next couple of days, maybe by Monday or Tuesday, um, the vote for the vice chair is not until uh, later in the convention. I believe that vote takes place on Saturday. I could be way totally 100% wrong on that, um, but it definitely won't happen till at least Thursday. So I'm going to get the other two candidates for a segment. Um, before that vote takes place on Thursday, we're going to start with Alma Jackson today. Um, and I will also, these will be posted, uh, along with my, you know, where I post my regular programs, which is, uh, first of all, for a week at hillcountrypatriot.com. And then after that week, then you need to go find them on any of the podcast sites. So the, um, we've got a couple of things on your calendar. going to do it pretty quick because we want to give, uh, <laughs> A good time, excuse the hiccups, I want to give a good time to Alma uh, Jackson uh, when she comes on here in a minute. Last night, Tara Pesh did a great job for the Gillespie County Republican Club, um, and uh, that was uh, a good presentation. Monday night at uh, 6 o'clock, uh, the Kerr County Patriots are going to be hosting Brandon Airy at uh, 12.05 Sydney Baker South. That's Monday night. And Brandon is one of the parents in Kerrville who has been uh, talking about and, um, uh, and, and been investigating the high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools for the books they have. And they've found a lot of uh, pretty disturbing books. And Brandon has been fighting this over in Kerrville. And um, so he is going to be uh, speaking Monday night for the Kerr County Patriots um, at uh, 6 o'clock. If you're even concerned about this in any little wee bit, you need to uh, make sure you go to this Monday night. And uh, there's some uh, things on farther out, and uh, but you know about those already, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll remind you as we get closer. But uh, Monday night is one that's real important right now. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin And then we're going to take a wee little break, and then we will have Alma Jackson, a candidate for vice chair of the Republican Party of Texas, on the line with us. So uh, here's a good one. Let's see. um, Oh, uh, let's see. He that is rich need not live sparingly, and he that can live sparingly need not be rich. Listen, I'm 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 in that second half of that statement. Um, I've been living sparingly most of my life, and uh, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, just ask my wife. 
All right, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Houston, Houston means that I'm one day closer to you. All right, there we are. Oh, Bob, messing with our uh, Friday morning. Um, and uh, Alma, are you? Uh, I have on the line with me, folks. Alma Jackson. She is running for the vice chair of the Republican Party of Texas. And uh, Alma, are you uh, excited to go to Houston with ninety? 90- humidity and you know it's probably going to be 114 degrees down there you looking forward to that well i know i'm going to have to tolerate it i am a texan <laughs> you're are you a, are yo you're a texan is what you said i apologize i interrupted you so um are you going to be down there all week you heading down uh, will you be there monday for people to find you no i will be there wednesday okay all right looking forward to it um, you are in a, I think I would call it a fairly competitive race for the vice chair. I have posted up and told my listeners about your, uh, the Grassroots America, We the People uh, forum and interviews you did uh, last week. Um, and to be, I got to be real straight with you here. I am, I have not made up my mind, Alma, of who I'm going to vote for. I'm a delegate and I'm on the rules committee. And uh, I have not made up my mind. So see if we can uh, get something out of here today that would uh, make up my mind. Give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself, and then I basically have two questions for you. Okay. Uh, First of all, I'm disappointed that you haven't made up your mind, but I understand it. You don't know me. I have been involved with the Republican Party working very hard since 1987. That is 35 years. That's more than half of my life. And I do this out of love of God and country. And I also believe that we need to get back to basic moral principles if we're going to expect for things to get better in our state and in our country. And that's what I fight for. I promote our platform, the Republican Party platform, because it is a good platform. It is a very uh, pro-God, pro-family, pro uh personal responsibility. We want strong families, principled, innovative leadership, limited government, honest compassion. Personal responsibility is a big one, and I promote that tremendously because if we aren't responsible for our own, that just, uh, it's a, a huge burden on taxpayers, and it's very unfair. But I do promote the idea that we must be involved. We must be informed on issues in order to speak intelligently to others and bring them in. Now, I'm from San Antonio, Bear County, and I recruited, I was uh, the chairman of precinct recruitment in San Antonio. I recruited over 200 brand new precinct chairmen within two years, and I did that because I was determined to grow our party. And uh, I'm constantly praying, asking God to bring up an army of men and women who love God and country more than promoting themselves or their self-interest. And that's what we need to do. We need to come together because we are a country. We are a state here in this great country, and we've got to unite around moral principles or it will not work. Without morals, we will never have good government. 
We've got to get back to conservatism. A lot of people think that, that uh, it is just a term you can throw around around election time. But being a conservative is a way of life. We don't change. We're the same Monday as the rest of the days of the week. We conserve what is important to us. And that is, those are, uh, I would say, issues and ideas, ideals that made us successful. Personal responsibility. Success comes to those who work for it, not to those who wish for it. And in this country, anything is possible. And I speak from experience. My family came out of the housing projects. None of us are in there anymore. We left there years ago, but it's because we applied ourselves. And again, in this country, we, there is so much opportunity, Matt. Yes, much ma opportunity. So, uh, in fact, GOP, Grand Ole Party, I have been promoting the motto, Greater Opportunity Party, because that is what GOP should be. That is what our platform promotes, opportunity, if we apply ourselves. And as vice chairman, anywhere I spoke where I was invited, I promoted that idea. I gave my audience reasons to vote Republican. I gave them talking points to reach others, and I intend to continue to do that. I've had great success at bringing many, many people in. And as I told you, I've been at it for 35 years. I think I am the best qualified candidate for this. I'm only asking for one more term. Okay. I have no ulterior motive for running. I am not trying to promote myself, nor do I want to move on to another office. I just want to grow this party. We must save Texas. Okay, you um, discussed about, um, and this what happens, it feeds right into one of my questions, that we are a country divided, and uh, our, job to, um, <clears throat> our job to get folks to understand where the, uh, uh, you know, where the conservative stands on things but within, let me give you a very quick little history of my engagement with the Republican Party because I have not been in this all my life. Um, and um, it was uh, in 2012, I went to my first Republican state convention and I went um, as an alternate. And um, the, uh, my goal for going was there were about eight or nine Tea Party groups around the state in 2012 that all pitched in, and we bought 10 booths at the uh, uh, convention, at the state convention that year. And I was told, uh, my, one of my mentors is uh, Bill Hussey, um, and any question I have on the Republican Party, I go to Bill Hussey as one of my mentors, and I love him dearly. And so Bill said, Matt, we need you to work at the Tea Party booths. And, um, but the only, time, the only way you can get in is to be an alternate. So I became an alternate. I got up there very quickly and became a delegate almost immediately. We had, I uh, believe that year, Gillespie County had 17 of its 23 or 24 uh, seats filled at the state convention. And uh, when I was working the Tea Party booth, I was shocked at the number of people who came up to our booth very angry, not just a little bit, but arms crossed over their chests and and, and anger, and, and people would come up and say, y'all are just going to tear this party up, you're splitting this party up, this is no good. And I very quickly had to figure out a way how to show these Republicans that as a Tea Party Republican, that all of our five um, uh, principles are all actually within the Republican Party principles as well. 
Now, in 2012, one of those principles that the Tea Party espouses was not in the Republican Party platforms, but it very became very quickly on there, and that was what you mentioned earlier about the uh, personal responsibility. We had that as a part of our five principles in the Tea Party. That was not in 2012, was not anywhere in the uh, Republican Party uh, platform, but it eventually got in there. So my question is, at that point in time, and even I've been to every uh, state convention except one since then, there's still, there is still a division between uh, Tea Party activists who are in the Republican Party and the, uh, the, the old school Republican Party. Um, where do you see this division? Do you think it's improved? Um, where do you think it's going? The division is there. It's always going to be there because we're not always going to agree on everything. But we have to overcome that. And very honestly, you find many Democrats who run as Republicans and get elected as Republicans, but you don't find Republicans that run as Democrats. That is where our issues are because what they're doing is they're infiltrating our party. How can we not be for personal responsibility? That right. doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, not at just, all. No, I think it was probably assumed, Alma, but it just wasn't in the platform. And, and now when we look at the, you mentioned Democrats. Let's get back to Tea Party. We've been accused of, uh, the Tea Party folks have been accused of uh, infiltrating the Republican Party. And uh, we're treated quite harshly. In fact, um, in at the local level, um, the uh, both and I'll I'll call names. I'm not afraid to. Both Kerr County and Gillespie County Republican Party adamantly does not like the uh, conservative Tea Party in their group. In fact, at our county convention in Gillespie County, local leadership said. I don't even know why, referring to the Tea Party people, said, I don't even know why y'all are here. You are not Republicans. Where do you stand on that? Do you think some of the Tea Party people are Republicans, or are they just not Republicans? I'm a Tea Party person. Okay. I certainly am. I back the Tea Party. I'm part of it. Good. And I totally agree, and I understand why it rose up in 2012. It was ama- it, it started under President Obama. We're, we are fed up. And, and no, do not let that discourage you. If you think they were hateful to you, you wouldn't believe the remarks that were made to me. Because I am pro-God, pro-family, pro-what God ordained. But I'm not, I'm not here to preach. I'm here to just tell you where I stand and why I defend what I do. And I will not back down. I do not compromise. I praise the Tea Party movement. It was great. It was needed. And I think it should remain. So, no, you are not alone. So, tell me, how, how should, listen, this has been a long-time battle um, in the Hill Country. And I'm getting real specific on this because it is extremely frustrating when we see the people who go out block walking in the Hill Country and when we see the people who are, who are, do, are going to the Capitol I mean, the, uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party has been going to the Capitol now for four sessions, and w- it is all Tea Party people up there, and every one of us is fighting for the Republican par- primaries, and yet we never see any of the our local Republican leadership. We never see them up at the Capitol. We don't see them doing anything up there, and but they don't want us in the party. They don't want us to be a part of the party here locally, 
and yet we're doing all the heavy lifting at the state at the at the um, legislative session. Would you get? Would you, could you help us out and give? How how should we as uh, as conservative Tea Party who and you know this, Alma, every last one of us is going to vote for Republicans. I mean, every last one of us is going to. So we are truly voting Republican. How Do you have any suggestions how we can solve this on the local level? Because it's maddening. What we do, Matt, is we stay firm, determined, and we never, never quit. We're not finished when we lose. We're finished when we quit. And uh, I... All I can do is encourage you to stay the course. We don't quit. We continue to fight for what we believe in. And by the way, after that last election, I heard so many people say, we need a new party. We need a new party. There's just such a difference between the establishment Republicans and the true conservative ones. Well, I'm here to tell you we do not need a new party. We stay and we fight. They can leave if they're disappointed with us. But their thoughts and their accusations and the insults they throw at us are not going to convince me to leave. This is the party that we fight for. There is no way we could vote Democrat. Mm. And, no, I I just tell you to to be strong, be courageous, be bold, and stay the course. And I intend to do that. You know, Alma, when we made this, uh, we arranged this yesterday. And, uh, by the way, thank you for... Uh, who was it that put us together? Julie, Julie Clark. Thank you to Julie Clark for putting us together yesterday very, very quickly. Um, can you, I, I do have one more important question. Do you have time to stick around for one more segment if we take a short break? Yes, I do. All right. So there we go, folks. We're going to take a short break. I have Alma Jackson on the line with me. She wants to be the vice chair of the Republican Party of Texas. And uh, I've got one more uh, very important question for her that um, I think it's for me personally to make up my mind is uh, is an important question. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back. I have on the line with me Alma Jackson. We had originally just arranged for one segment, but uh, I can't let her go, and she said she would stick around for another segment here. Alma wants your vote for vice chair of the Republican Party of Texas. Um, it uh, you, you have to be a delegate uh, to vote for her if you're an alternate and you show up in Houston. Um, my experience, and from the Hill Country, those of you, that's where our terrestrial audience is. If you're an alternate, go. <laughs> Please go. You will, I, I almost guarantee you, will, you'll be a delegate when you get there. It's almost guaranteed. So this is for alternates and delegates. Um, one of the biggest frustrations that we have as activists up at the Capitol, and uh, we, um, we were very glad to have uh, the gal who was uh, heading up the uh, priorities uh, group up at the Capitol last year. I had never uh, seen uh, the Republicans do that before, and uh, so it was neat to have that up there. But we have been going up now for four sessions and fighting for the priorities of the Republican Party and we get so stinking frustrated when our priorities end up in front of a committee 
in Austin, um, whether it's usually mostly House, but Senate every now and then, ends up in a committee chaired by a Democrat. And, uh, and so we're sitting there wondering, what's the, even the point? Why do we even bother? Um, and we'll go up and stay for 8, 10, 12, 14 hours to testify at 2 or 3 in the morning on a Republican Party priority in front of a committee headed by a Democrat, and the thing doesn't even get out of committee. Um, and so one of the things that uh, House leadership tells us is that this is a longstanding tradition and uh, something happened in Washington two days ago. Um, in D.C., it has been a long-standing tradition, and it didn't happen two days ago. It happened a little while back. Um, in D.C., it has been a long-standing tradition that the minority party gets to choose which people uh, from their party go on to the committees that the Democrats choose. And so that was a tradition. Well, the Democrats, uh, Nancy Pelosi threw that tradition out the window, and she said, you know, there is no rule that says we have to do that. That's just a tradition. So back to Texas. Um, what this um, Holding ours accountable, holding leadership of the House accountable to the Republican Party, um, Rule 44 is not doing it. What, what can you tell us about uh, Democratic chairs and the Republican priorities um, in the Texas House? Well, first of all, not all traditions are good. And it makes absolutely no sense to have the lead in the party, to be in the majority, and then let the, the other party take over and head up the committees. That's absurd, and it needs to be changed. And that's another point that I can make about when I t- say that there are Democrats runners Republicans. They obviously do not have Republican beliefs. Right. It doesn't add up. And it's time we stood up to that. It's as if the crazies are in charge. No, we need to stay on them. We need to let our elected officials know that they work for us. We don't work for them. It's been that way for too long. They are not happy with their switchboards being lit up from phone calls, emails, uh, just constant lobbying. And uh, another thing I don't like is why, they, why do they allow lobbyists to testify first? Why aren't the taxpayers to testify first mm-hmm. at the committee hearings? There's a lot we need to change, and it's not going to change until we put lots and lots of pressure on our elected officials. So we ta- need clean house and elect real Republicans who have the interests of the taxpayers mm-hmm. in mind. I, you know, um, Dade Phelan is he's he gets elected by his people down, I believe, in Beaumont, and I don't know if they're not paying attention or if the Beaumont Republicans just want all of this to happen, but they keep voting him in the same way they did Strauss in Strauss's uh, district when he was there. What? How do we? How do we truly, Alma? How do we truly hold these guys accountable? Because frankly, we are really sick and tired of it as Republicans, and we can't unelect Dade Phelan in Beaumont. I can't, not here in the Hill Country. Um, and uh, and so, where Rule Forty Four? I'm on the Rules Committee. I'm going to try to do everything I can to create accountability 
for people who run for office with an R by their name. How would you strengthen that accountability? What would be your suggestion going into the Rules Committee for strengthening accountability to people who have an R by their name? The only thing that's going to do that is activism on the part of those that those elected officials represent. We must be informed on what is going on. I traveled the whole state. I am in of engagement for RPT, and uh, there are so many people who attend the meetings that I speak at that have no clue what's going on. So when we inform them, and if they really care, they will start putting pressure on their elected officials. I don't know that. It's got to come from the push of the, uh, the uh, voters, the so grassroots. So do you and the grassroots are important. If we would just take our um, enthusiasm and, and our activism and put our priorities up, we've got to put time into this. We've got too many elected officials who are not listening to us. So do, do you think the party holds any responsibility? You keep referring to the voters and the activists. Should the party, I mean, if I, if I formed a club that was a chess club and we all showed up uh, at our monthly chess club meeting and I looked over and half of our club members have uh, put little checker chips down on their board instead of, you know, the king and the queen and the castle and the horse. And, uh, and I would go to him and I would say, you know, that this is a chess club. We, we don't play checkers here. The Republican Party has a set of parameters that define, in fact, we put tens of thousands of man hours into defining what a Republican is in the state of Texas. And then we have people who put that R by their name and do not behave as Republicans when they go into the legislature. Is, the, is there a path that the party can take to get to not give these guys R's, just not let them have the R's. Is there something the party can do? That is a very difficult question because that will lead into lawsuits. We would have to get into court. It's just very difficult. But again, our leadership, our party leadership, the Republican Party of Texas, needs leaders who will stand up and speak up against this. And unless we do that, it, you know, legislative priorities, that, that is fairly new. And Jill Glover did a very good job. She is our legislative priorities chairman. Yes. She exposed under Alan West when he was chairman, they rallies across the state, and they promoted these legislative priorities. Many people didn't know anything about them. But it got activists to listen, to become informed, and they made many, many phone calls. And our elected officials felt the pressure. They didn't like it. But we have to remind them that they work for us. So my point is we need leaders in the party, in, in RPT, the Republican Party of Texas, who will stand up and speak against what has been going on. And we, need, we can set up as many rules as we want to, but if they're not followed, what's the point? Yeah, I, we, we need leaders who are not afraid to speak up. You know, and, and we need to elect SREC members who are the same way, who have the interests of our communities, of our voters, of our taxpayers, more than, than trying to be, um, 
what's the word, condescending, and, and, well, we, you know, they are our elected officials. No, they work for us. We don't work for them. There you go. Um, so I have, uh, there was one, and I, uh, I, I uh, took the uh, video of uh, the, uh, y'all's interview, your uh, forum in Grassroots America, We the People, and I, uh, since I'm a radio guy, I stripped all the audio off of it and, and kind of cleaned out some of the spaces where y'all were passing microphones back and forth and things like that, and I posted the audio up, and so I actually, and I messed it up the first time, so I had to do it twice. So I've, I think I've memorized your uh, forum <laughs> that you had in uh, t- uh, it, with Grassroots America, We the People, last weekend. There was a question on there that was asked that I felt like all three answers disappointed me. So I want to ask you the question again and uh, see, see if we can't get to this. The question that was asked was, what is the purpose of government? And I listened to all three of your answers, and all three, I kept waiting. One of them's going to say the answer that I believe in, um, but nobody did. So it, talk to me a little bit. Go ahead and expound a little bit more. What is the purpose of government? Well, my answer was the purpose of government is to serve the people. We have to have laws so that we can live in unison and rightfully and uh, well-behaved as citizens, we've got to respect each other's property. But the purpose of government is not to rule or, or rule over us and tell us what we need to do, what we need to eat. They are supposed to come up with laws. It's defense, national defense. And uh, I would think that's probably the first one. Okay. And then, of course, they do collect taxes, which are necessary to pay for national defense. I don't know what else to tell you. My answer is very short. They should never rule over us. Mm-hmm. Their purpose is to work for us and to keep us united and safe. Okay. All right. That sounds uh, good. Well, um, the um, woo, let's see. Um, uh, okay. I'll tell you what. Give you. Uh, let's go ahead. We got a couple of minutes left. So. Give us your wrap-up speech, and um, we look forward to seeing you in Houston. But kind of close us off here and um, tell us again why uh, you are the best choice for the vice chair of the Republican Party of Texas. Well, my experience, I, not only do I have experience, Matt, I have results. I have brought many people in, and I'm bringing in the people who agree with our principles who agree with our platform. I'm just not looking for just anyone. We have a lot of people with victimhood mentality. I have no time for that. I will be very tactful with them and explain why that is wrong, but if I don't win them over, I don't win them over. I have had success at winning them over. And uh, my experience, if I put it up against the two ladies who are running against me, Together, both of their experience together, I still beat them. Experience and results. And another thing, I have a very, I have no motive. I have no intentions of running for anything else. I just want to bring more people in and push conservatism, true conservatism. We need to get that. We need to inspire people. I try to motivate, inspire. I give them talking points about how to win others into this party. And uh, I just believe that I am the best one. I'm only asking for one more term. I have 
the, the experience and the results to prove that point, that I am the best for this. All right, Alma Jackson, thank you so much for, uh, for on extremely short notice, uh, taking the time to come onto the program this morning. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you in Houston this coming week. And, um, and uh, best of luck on your race. And uh, maybe by Wednesday I will uh, have figured out who I want to vote for. But Alma, it's been very, very good to talk to you. And um, I've seen your work over the years. And so thank you again for coming over, uh, uh, coming to talk to us this morning. Thank you. And please visit my booth at the convention. We will. Thank you. All right. God bless you all. All right. Thank you, Alma. All right, folks. Um, we are going to uh, take a short break. And uh, when we get back, oh, let's see. I think I've got a little uh, Michael Quinn Sullivan from for you and a little bit talk about kings and things like that. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back. Thank you, Uncle Ted, for bringing us in on a Friday. I'm looking back. Um, don't see any shadow of Uncle Ted. I guess he's not standing at the back door today. That's all right. We're going to go go see him in August when they uh, got my tickets for his big shoe in uh, Fredericksburg. So, some, or as the uh, San Antonio paper called us, that little town out in the hill country. Because they were mad that Ted wouldn't come do a, 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 a San Antonio show, wah, 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 and only going to go to a small town in the hill country. I just had to laugh so hard when I saw that article. Um, so um, the you see uh, from my questions uh, of Alma Jackson, um, we have a divided party. She agrees with me. Um, the, uh, the, the, the treatment of the patriots and the true conservatives and the Tea Party people um, is has been horrible in the hill country by the Republican Party. Um, there are times when I have said we just should abandon them altogether, but fortunately I have wiser people around me who say, no, we're not going to do that. Alma agrees and says, no, don't abandon them. <laughs> you know, get in there and keep fighting. So we're going to take Alma's um, encouragement on that and continue to fight the leadership here in the Hill Country that just just openly, openly um, is very against the, 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 the patriot groups and the conservatives in the Hill Country, openly against us. And uh, so we're going to stick at it. I'm not going to quit the Republican Party, uh, not locally, um, but um, it's, uh, it's ugly. There are a lot of other things going on. You know, um, I've been talking with this uh, with Angela and Kathy and some of the other people in our organization. There was a bizarre uh, uh, breakup at the Texans for Vaccine Choice a few months ago, and uh, I've known Jackie for uh, I've known Jackie since since the Texans for Vaccine Choice was a was just her. I mean, it it was just her. And uh, because and the reason she was so uh, ad animated about that was that she, her son, had adverse um, effects of the vaccines, 
And uh, she's having to deal with that the rest of her life because of the vaccines that were forced onto, uh, onto her son. And so she came out of that battle, um, which, by the way, she still fights because her son is not ever going to, quote, recover from the damage done by the vaccines. So she starts, so she gets uh, a Texas for vaccine choice. And then a couple of months ago, we start reading these bizarre stories about uh, some people inside Texans for vaccine choice that had uh, were accusing Jackie uh, Schlegel of something. And I remember when I first read it, it was like, I know Jackie Schlegel. I know her. And she, this is not anything Jackie Schlegel would do. These accusations do not make sense. And so my first assumption was, all right, this will be a, a tempest in a teacup. Um, uh, everybody will realize the truth in this um, and will will recognize what a powerful voice uh, for vaccine choice Jackie Schlegel is and that they'll and that this will all come out in the wash. And it didn't. And it didn't. And uh, that organization has gotten very, very ugly. And it was just, it just tripped me out. I, I couldn't quite figure it out. And then on the heels of that, we start hearing rumors that the uh, Texas right to life was having issues. And I remember thinking, what, Texas, Texas right to life? I mean, I know Elizabeth and her husband both really well. Again, the people who formed that and created that organization um, are are amazing people, and they were they they were just kind of shoved out of the organization. Um, and uh, Texas right to life. I, I and and again when that happened, I got to thinking that this this. What's going on here? This is all going to come out in the wash. It's going to be fine. But no, it has not. And now Elizabeth has uh, resigned from the um, from the um, uh, Texas Right to Life. And I believe, I'm not sure if there's any lawsuits going on, but uh, Texas Right to Life, um, actually, uh, there was coverage of what was happening on Current Revolt. Um, and they were actually news reporters telling what is going on in Texas right to life. All right. I read their uh, current revolts website. They're, they're a little bit bizarre. Yes. But they, they're, they're, they're bringing you stories of things that are going on behind the scenes in, in Austin and in, uh, in politics. And so that is, um, that I, I just, uh, so they're a legitimate organization is what I'm trying to get at. So they run several stories with Texas Right to Life, and they, in running the stories, they use the logo, the Texas Right to Life logo. Well, they're reporting the news stories, so they put their logo at the top, Texas Right to Life, and and the Texas Right to Life is now actually taking them, them to court. They don't want current revolt to use their logo. So I thought Current Revolt got real creative. They, uh, you know, the Texas Right to Life has the uh, star in the background and then Texas real big and then a ribbon across uh, all of that that says uh, Right to Life. 
And uh, so the uh, uh, when they uh, got the court order or the whatever it is, the paperwork they got that said you can no longer use our logo, they just changed it up a little bit. They uh, changed the color of the star a little bit. They changed the, um, uh, the font in Texas a little bit. And then on the ribbon, uh, on top of all of that, instead of saying right to life, they just put right to implode. All right? Texas right to implode. I, this insanity with Texas right to life that is going on. Um, uh, Jim and Elizabeth Graham, who got that started and uh, have kept it going and have been fighting tooth and nail up at the Capitol for uh, your right to life, they were all kicked out of their own organization. And I don't know what the future of that organization is going to be without them in the same way that I don't know what Texans for Vaccine Choice is going to look like without Jackie Schlegel. And so I, I'm just, we're, folks, we're being attacked. We, and I say we, conservatives, Christians, are being attacked at every front. The organizations that we work with in Capitol, at the Capitol in Austin that we've always depended on, the Satan, the left, establishment Republicans have realized the power of these organizations. You know, they've been going after Michael Quinn Sullivan for a long time. Um, And so all of the good organizations at the state level are being massively attacked, as are the conservatives at the local level being attacked. Even the parents who are fighting against the uh, pornography in our schools are being attacked. And you would say, well, of course they are by the Democrats. No, they're being attacked by the Republicans. The Republicans in Gillespie County, number of them are attacking Tara for her and saying, you just don't need to be making all that fuss about this. Folks, Republicans, we are melting down the good organizations, the true organizations that are really fighting this are being attacked, I believe, by principalities and powers and um, our own people. We're all being attacked. We need to come together and fight this for what it is. Um, I did say I did forget something on the calendar. This is important on July 17th, Sunday. Uh, July 17th is going to be a movie showing over in uh, New Braunfels. Um, I would like to consider, I would like to uh, suggest to you that you, um, Sunday the 17th, that you plan that day, and I said day, not evening, because this is a daytime event. You can go to this event in New Braunfels and be back home in the hill country before the sun sets. So this, uh, it's too dark to drive Ain't going to fly on this event, all right? Um, but they're going to be showing a movie called No Time to Run. Um, Sheriff David Clark is going to be there. I'm very excited about that. And uh, our very own Hill Country, uh, George Washington, is going to be there. Um, there's tickets available at uh, notimetorun.com. Go check that out. Plan on going to... Um, New Braunfels on uh, Sunday, July 17th. Make a day out of it. Um, in uh, On uh, Michael Quinn Sullivan's uh, uh, letter today, uh, uh, Friday email, he uh, did, a, did a thing um, towards the bottom of it called Doing uh, What's Right. And he goes into the final words of the book of 
the book of Judges. No, was it the book of Judges? Oh, see, I just lost track of here. I, uh, here I am. Yeah, the book of Judges. And he says, you know, this uh, book uh, spans about 400 years of, uh, of, Israel, of Israel's history. And, uh, and it focuses on a repeating pattern. And that pattern is the people are doing well. They turn from God. They get into trouble. God raises up someone to save them. And they repent for a period. Things are going well. Ah, you hear it? Rinse and repeat. And so the last few words of the book of Judges is, In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. <laughs> Everything, Everybody did what was right in their own eyes. That ain't good, folks. Um, doing what right is what right is right is not dependent on what's in our eyes, but what's in God's eyes. Folks, we'll talk to you all from Houston next week. Pray for safe travels for all the uh, convention attendees.